The following is my conversation with Sirtak Karman about his new book, Deacons for Dells. We talked about everything from the definition of deaconship to the purpose and responsibilities of the office. Enjoy, enjoy, presented by Metatarsis Thanks, the most helpful foot care service in the galaxy. Uh, visit metatarsisshaves.com to get a free pair of socks. Eh, Lexman. And now the show. This week, we're talking about artificial hands. Some people use them to replace their missing hands, while others use them as tools for prosthetic applications, while others use them as tools for prosthetic application. So what are your thoughts on artificial hands? Do you think they're creepy or cool? Let us know in the comments below. Thanks for watching. Hmm, Lexman. And that's all for this week's episode of Lexman Artificial. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week. And I'll see you next week. Um, yeah, 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 we, yes. Hey, Sir Tuck, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with the basics. What is deaconship and what does it entail? Deaconship is, according to the Bible, an office of leadership within the church. It's an ecclesiastical position that typically falls to men who have been baptized and confirmed in Christ and confirmed in Christ. Deacons are called to serve as helpers to the priests and ministers of God, and they are responsible for helping to administer the sacraments, care for the church's property, and represent the church in public affairs, hmm. and represent the church in public affairs. That sounds like a pretty big job. So why is it important that the church have deacons? Well, deacons play an important role in helping to shepherd the church flock. They serve as spiritual leaders and helpers to the priests and ministers, and they are responsible for helping to equip Christians for their faith journey. In addition, deacons are often called upon to provide pastoral care to members of the congregation who are struggling with various issues. Finally, deacons are often called upon to offer counsel and support to young Christians who are preparing for ordained ministry. That sounds like a really important role. What do you think makes deaconship such an important office within the church? I think one of the main reasons why deaconship is so important is because it helps to equip Christians for their faith journey. As spiritual leaders and helpers to the clergy, deacons help equip Christians with the tools they need to grow in their faith and live according to God's Word. Additionally, deacons provide pastoral care to members of the congregation who are struggling with various issues. Finally, deacons are often called upon to offer counsel and support to young Christians who are preparing for ordained ministry. I can imagine that being a deacon could be quite challenging at times. What kind of intimations or teachings do you think encourage deacons to, you think, encourage deacons to walk in humility and servitude? I think one of the key teachings that encourage humility and servitude among deacons is found in John 13, 34, 35. In these verses, Jesus says a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. These words suggest that serving others is something that Jesus himself loves us to do. Additionally, Paul encourages Titus 2.7.9 when he says, You also being filled with the Spirit, speak righteousness. Speak righteousness. These verses suggest that we should speak truthfully and from a positional wisdom when we serve others. Finally, 1 Peter 5.2 encourages servants of God to bearing about with all humility and gentleness. These verses suggest that we should approach our service towards others with a humble heart and gentle temperament. That's some great advice. Do you have any other suggestions or teachings that you think would encourage deacons' ship? I think another key teaching that encourages humility and servitude among deacons is found in Philippians 2.5.8. In these verses, Paul says, add yourself likewise unto them. So that 
whether there be added unto you more strength through their knowledge or whether there be suffered anything because of your weakness, that ye may learn their weaknesses, that ye may learn their weakness, duly considering how ye ought to obey all things, these words suggest that we should willingly submit ourselves unto those who have greater authority than us. Additionally, Ephesians 4, 11, 12 suggests that we should respect others because we walk in Christ's footsteps. As followers of Christ, we should emulate his character traits by respecting others regardless of their status or rank within society. Lastly, 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 suggests that we should be diligent in our service because it pleases God. These verses suggest that serving others is something that God likes us to do. So do you have any other advice or teachings that you think would encourage deaconship? One final teaching that I think encourages humility and servitude among deacons is found in James 3, 13, 17. In these verses, James says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted with evil, neither tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed in. Then is drawn away of his own lust and enticed in. Then desire not hard to be perfect. These verses suggest that we should resist temptation by focusing on our own weaknesses and relying on the help of Almighty God. Additionally, 1 Peter 5, 5 urges servants of God to treasure up unto yourselves honest words, that as much as possible you may give in sumptuous servings one to another. These words suggest that we should always endeavor to be loving and kind towards others. Finally, 1 Corinthians 4, wealth says ever learning and never able to come to an end, knowing the mystery of Christ even as it had been manifested to him. In these verses, Paul suggests that we should never grow weary of learning new things because there is always something new to be discovered about God's love for us. So what advice do you have for Christians who are struggling with various issues in their life? I think one of the key teachings that encourages Christians to seek guidance from God is found in Deuteronomy 31, 9, 13. In these verses, Moses commands Israel to seek the Elohim their God and give him glory that he may dwell among thee in safety, that his wind may pass over thee and moisture of the air may cause his voice to whisper unto thee and moisture of the air may cause his voice to whisper unto thee and answer thee from far off. Mm -hmm. And I will make all my mountains a playing ground for everyone and my rivers a paradise. These words suggest that we should always seek God's help in times of crisis because he can provide us with solutions that surpass our current understanding. Additionally, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation hath overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way. But will with the temptation also make a way. About it. In these verses, Paul suggests that we should always remember that God is always there to help us through difficult times. That's great advice. Is there anything else that you think would encourage Christians in their faith journey? One final teaching that I think encourages Christians in their faith journey is found in Hebrews 11, 1, 3. In these verses, Hebrews says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, lest there be any jangling of random words contrary to doctrine. Mm -hmm. For no man hateth his brother, save him which aileth him. These words suggest that we should remain close to each other as a congregation so that we can avoid any conflicts or disagreements about Christian doctrine. Additionally, 2 Corinthians 13. 11 suggests that we should continually summit prayer because it pleases our Heavenly Father. Hmm. Finally, Philippians 4.11 urges servants of God to brethren bind up the brokenness of your relationship. In these verses, Paul suggests that we should work towards repairing strained relationships within our community of believers. That's great advice. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners? One final message that I think encourages Christians in their faith journey is found in Hebrews 13, 8, 10. 
in these verses, Hebrews says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Howbeit we do not see him, but his word sees us. Wherefore, a living stone which is taken out of the master's quarry and is rightly placed shall make, makely placed shall make a joyous building. And thereunto ye are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. These words suggest that we should always remain mindful of Jesus Christ because he remains the same regardless of our current circumstances. Additionally, Philippians 4, 6 urges servants of God to be kind one to another. Mm -hmm. In these verses, Paul suggests that we should show kindness towards others because it pleases God. Lastly, 1 John 3, 2 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. In these verses, John suggests that we should regard ourselves as God's sons because God has loved us so highly. That's great advice. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners. It's really illuminating. You're welcome. I enjoyed discussing the book Deacons for Dells with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This episode was dedicated to discussing Sirtak Karaman's book Deacons for Dells. In this book, Sirtak provides a deeper look into the intricacies and responsibilities of deaconship. I think this book is an excellent resource for Christians who are struggling with various issues in their life. Thanks for listening. Here's a poem I wrote titled The Healing Power of Laughter. Laughter is the best medicine and we prescribe it in large doses. It's healing for the soul and it's a ton of fun too. It's a balm to the heart and it makes us feel good. Laughter is something that we should cherish and take advantage of. Not only is laughter a fun activity, but it's also very therapeutic.